This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Miranda Devine, she is a New York Post columnist, and she has that great book out, The Laptop from Hell. Of course, she was on the forefront of that issue and so many more. And now there's been another Twitter file dump. We are learning so much more. Miranda Devine, fill us in. Yes, hello, everybody. Um, well, you know, it's, again, it's not the holy ground. It's not what I've been writing for, which is, Miranda, can you get closer to the phone? We've got a bad signal. Or if you're on speakerphone, just take it off. Oh, okay. Sorry. I will fix that right now. Is that better? Perfect. Hallelujah. Sorry about that. Um, You sounded before you were from Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of from Queens. Yeah, exactly. Yes, so I, I just uh, I don't think we're going to see the evidence, which I'm sure is there, uh, of the FBI um, getting involved, telling them, um, you know, the, the calendar entries, the Slack conversations between Twitter employees discussing the FBI, um, their sort of information about a hack and leak operation, um, and to look out in October of 2020 for uh, some sort of hacked material about Hunter Biden. Uh, We know that that's what the FBI did. um, And I was hoping that Elon Musk would release that information and um, release, you know, any other information about the federal government or the Biden campaign intervening um, with the social media companies. But I have a feeling that Elon Musk won't release that. Um, because it's just his his companies are under so much threat from the Biden administration and Janet Yellen and um, you know the EU and Wall Street, uh, so he he probably will keep something in reserve. But good on him for giving us the illuminating material he's given so far. It really shows us what we already knew, but it gives us the the meat on the bones, the proof that Twitter was shadow banning was suppressing voices that were dissenting from the the kind of government uh tell, tell our audience what shadow uh, uh shadow is, ban shadow banning is so it's it's really a, a kind of a proxy instead of blocking an account blocking a person or suspending their account or throwing them off twitter altogether what they do is they just <clears throat> suppress the number of people that can see the tweets. So you might put out a tweet that would go viral, but it won't go viral. It should have, but it won't because Twitter has kind of put the brakes on it. They've just made your visibility much smaller. Hardly anyone can see your tweets. You don't know that. That's why it's called a shadow ban. It's like you've been banned, but you don't know. 
And Miranda Devine, what was really interesting to me is, okay, we expected the conservative commentators, but Elon Musk also confirmed that a lot of political candidates on the right were also shadow banned. And then we also learned that that Stanford professor who was tweeting out about COVID lockdowns being harmful for children, he too was shadow banned. So this this is just widespread and it's it confirms what we suspected all along. Well, it's widespread on one side of the argument. It's all conservatives. It's all the people who were dissenting from what the orthodoxy was with the Biden administration, the CDC, and so on. Now, Jay, you just mentioned Jay Mm Batikaria. He is, um, you know, an eminent doctor, an eminent health economist. He's got multiple degrees from Stanford. He and and, uh, other eminent doctors... Uh, created the Great Barrington Declaration in 2020, which is not crazy. It, it, it was not extreme. It was not nutty. It was all based on science, and they've been proven 100% right on everything. And what they were saying was protect the elderly, protect the infirm, allow healthy young people that we know by this stage the virus does not hurt, allow them to go about their business, make the economy still tick over, Uh, allow them to go to school and have a normal life so that we don't now suffer the consequences that we're seeing now with children's education, mental illness, suicide, depression, etc. And uh, he was was ignored. And we we think we can see through, uh, we know through the Twitter files that his account was um, shadow banned, effectively. Um, But also we know from this lawsuit against the Biden administration that's been brought by the attorneys general of Missouri and Louisiana uh, into the federal government violating the First Amendment uh, by uh, coercing the social media companies to do their dirty work for them. We know that they were suppressing um, contrary voices on lockdowns, uh, also on mask wearing, also on the vaccine. I mean, Dr. Bhattacharya was uh, saying that, look, there is evidence that the the negatives for children outweigh any benefits of taking the vaccine and there's really no need for them to take it unless they're high risk. Um, and, and parents ought to have been given that, that data so they could make a decision, an informed decision of their own with their doctor about whether or not they were going to give their, you know, their six-year-old, their infant now, uh, the jab. And so um, that was suppressed, but so was, um, you know, people who were critics of the the federal government's botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. I mean, these are purely political um, issues and they they ought not be suppressed. This is like something out of East Germany. Miranda, is anybody going to get in trouble? Um, well, they should. And look, we, we, have we, all, a- we all know they should. But, my God, I can't believe what's going on in our country. And uh, they seem like all of them are getting away with it. Well, I think we have a newly energized and red-pilled and very aggressive uh, Republican House uh, that's going to be taking power in the new year. They have already outlined investigations. What I, have, what I know about um, some of those investigations, they have done a lot of excellent work. They have very good investigators. They are resolute. And I think that you will find that it'll be no more kid gloves 
with people who lie to Congress. I mean, for instance, Jack Dorsey, the former owner and CEO founder, brilliant founder of Twitter, um, he went before Congress uh, after our our story was um, was said. Well, did we? Twenty. He went before Congress, I think, in December, November, December, and told them, "No, we don't shadow ban anyone." Over and over, he said that. No, no, we don't suppress conservative voices. Well, that's wrong, and he should be held to account for that. There well, are- some of the people that lied for, to Congress ended up in solitary confinement in the basement of a ch- of a not a church, a basement of a, a prison. What's going to happen to these guys? Anything? Well, remember, John Brennan and James Clapper also lied to Congress and nothing happened to them. But I think it's a very different Republican cohort coming in now. They've learned the lessons of being too soft back, you know, in the Benghazi days. And I think that they have, have you know, they've seen how dirty the the game was played against them when it came to Russia collusion and uh, the FBI involvement in, uh, inter- you know, basically interfering with the 2020 election. So I think they're, 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 sh- they're much tougher, and I don't think they're going to allow people to get off the hook for lying to Congress. Rand, it's Richard Weinberg. From, from my perspective, what would be interesting is if the House Republicans subpoena the current attorney general and the current director of the FBI to find out what they knew, when they knew it, and what they did about it. Because I think that's part of the story, too. There's a lot of knowledge there on the inside that's not being disseminated. And I don't know if you're going to get it through these, uh, these releases that have just come out. Yeah, no, I don't, think, I don't think we're going to get it. I think this power that the Republicans have will be incredibly useful and worthwhile. And I know that, you know, they are very, you know, they, they have access to financial, to money trails. Um, that's incredibly important. Uh, and they should be able to find out who installed, for instance, the former FBI general counsel, James Baker, into Twitter five months before the 2020 election um, to act, you can only surmise, as a gatekeeper for any detrimental information. You don't think that was a coincidence, Uh, Miranda? Yeah, real coincidence. (laughs) And just like uh, Professor Pamela Carlin was parachuted about the same time, six months before the election into Facebook to work on their content moderation board, a virulently anti-Trump lefty professor. And, of course, straight after the election, she left and joined the uh, Biden administration in the civil rights division of the DOJ. And Miranda Devine, Judge Weinberg and I were talking about this. It's very Orwellian what happens here because also a lot of major media outlets took their cue from Twitter. They said, oh, if Twitter's blocking this story, if Twitter's blocking this person, if Twitter is calling this disinformation. Must be a bad guy. Exactly. So NBC News and CBS and ABC News and CNN and MSNBC, that's why they all, oh, it took them years before they actually confirmed that the laptop was real. And Judge Weinberg, you had an interesting statistic about how what percentage of 16, people. From what I've read, Miranda, 16% of the folks who voted for Biden in the 2020 election, if they had known about the true laptop story that you revealed in, in your reporting and your book, would have voted for Trump, would not have voted for Biden. And that would have made a world of difference. Dr. Michalos, any opinions? It, it, well, exactly. It, it, it would have made a big difference. Big difference. Doctor? No, my opinion is that with all this cancel culture, as uh, Miranda just said, basically it creates an avalanche of canceling when one 
media outlet does it, it does it to the rest of them. And the other thing is that with physicians, you spoke about before, what happens is physicians should be allowed to at least say, in my opinion, so the NIH might say something about masks in, on three-year-olds and five-year-olds, that a physician should be able to say, based on my 35 years of experience, I believe mm. that it may not be beneficial and may be affecting their development and and other other matters, but physicians don't even have that freedom anymore, and many of them who work for large healthcare systems have to follow the uh and look what they did. Narrative. And Peter, look what they did in California. They passed a law about disinformation being articulated by doctors. And who is the arbiter of that? The, the problem is the person who wrote that was actually not a physician. That's what's scary. So we have non physicians trying to tell people how to practice medicine. And during a pandemic, you don't have time for peer reviewed literature. You need to deal with the people who are actually treating patients on the front line and get their opinion. And that's what. The doctors did from around the world and shared information. Well, Miranda Devine, we're running out of time. Anything else you want to say? We have about a minute left. Well, I just wanted to point out it's not just Twitter. It is uh, Google, Facebook, uh, Amazon, Apple. Um, We call it big tech all as one. Uh, These are global companies. They are more powerful than the sitting president of the United States, as we saw when Facebook and Twitter deplatformed Donald Trump when he was still president. Um, These are a a threat to our freedoms. They are completely unaccountable. They do not abide by America's constitution. um, and, And they're a clear and present danger to the republic. And I think that uh, it doesn't matter whether you have a friendly now running um, Twitter. What needs what the Republicans need to do is break them up, dilute their power at the very least. Well, thank you so much, Miranda Devine. We always say here, whoever controls the message, right, controls the masses. And that's what was happening there. And so we have to make sure we get that truth out. Truth and transparency should be the rule, not the exception. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.